0: Welcome, everybody, to our debut podcast, A Master and a Novice, a D&D Anthology. I am your host. Uh, my name is Jay. Our DM, his name is Ben. And we are going to play some D&D here, right, Ben?
1: Yeah. Well, that is the goal. We're going to tell a story here.
0: I like stories. I hope the listeners like stories.
1: I hope they do too. If not, I think they might have tuned into the wrong place.
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, as you've told me previously, you've written out a a banger of a story uh, based on uh, some criteria that we came up with. Um, let everyone know that Ben here is the master and I am the novice. I This is really my my first attempt at playing Dungeons and Dragons. Um, ben, why don't you tell them a little bit about uh how you got into D and D and uh
1: your D and D story. Well I've been playing D and D since I was about eight or nine. I I played with my dad and one of his roommates. Uh and then I ran into the common struggle of not being able to find a DM to play with. So at the tail end of middle school, I learned how to DM, and uh, I've been stuck doing that ever since. But luckily, I've fallen in love with doing it. I like to write my own stories. Um, and I think, uh, I think this is going to be one of the best that I've written. This is the first time I've ever delved into world building, so I'm excited to see where it's going to go.
0: Excellent, excellent. And um, we're not playing – we're not going to do anything conventionally, right? This is uh, the campaign, or is that what we'll call it? The, the story is not – the way we're going to play, I guess is what I'm saying, is not the way that, like, people would be currently playing, right? Like, uh, Right,
1: yeah. So I will be – I'll be handling the roles uh, just to – make the flow of the podcast work a little bit better. Um, so you'll just be telling me what you want your characters to be doing and I'll roll and do all the math and paperwork and things and describe what happens.
0: Okay.
1: It'll be sort of like a choose your own adventure, I guess.
0: Okay. Um, like I said, you know, I haven't done this before, so I'm, I'm going to try to maybe switch up the voices for the different characters. Uh, as it stands right now, I'll be playing three different characters, um, which is probably a tall order for someone that's never done this before. But, you know, I think I'm up to the task. So uh,
1: I think you are, too. Um, so I, ben, go I
0: don't ahead.
1: worry yourself too much with uh, the voices at first. I would just uh, explore sort of how your characters talk versus how they sound. Once you get that down, the sound should come natural.
0: I got you. Okay. I like that. Thank you for the pro tip right there. Pro tip number one. <laughs> um, why don't you give us a bit of an overview, Ben, about the story? Uh, if, if you can give us anything about, like, maybe a, an antagonist or the protagonists or any of that stuff. Give us a bit of a worldview, and then we'll uh, go from there.
1: Okay, so uh, to start at the bare bones, <clears throat> the, uh, the world takes, well, the story takes place on a continent that is roughly about the size of Australia. Um, we'll put up a, an image of the map so you guys can check that out later. Um, there are a few islands that are next to, the, next to the land, but the people of the area call it uh, Terresti. Um, The elves would actually call it Terrestai, and that's just because of their accent. Um, It's a very mountainous and volcanic region, lots of forest, um, lots of small ponds and things around there. Um, It's uh, fairly new, and species are just starting to develop. Um, uh, It should have a very Tolkien-y feel. Everything's very separated out. There's not a lot of interspecies cohabitation happening um, okay. as far as the overview for the story um, it's going to follow Jared's characters Chase um, characters, sorry which are Skyven who is the eldest she is a ranger and then there's uh, Divin. I believe I'm saying that correctly correct um he is a paladin he's about 100 so he just came of age um he's sort of like he plays the protector role uh and then there's ray who's the youngest she's still a child as far as elves go <clears throat> uh you can dive more into that they're your characters if you'd like to give a little bit more description
0: yeah sure um so so Sky, skyvin is uh like like you said she's a ranger Uh, she is 150, so she's basically, uh, you know, in, in human terms, she's, what, like 25, something like that, probably?
1: Yeah, yeah, she's still Um, in young adulthood, I guess. She's,
0: she's small, you know, about 4'6", weighs about 75 pounds, um, she is, uh, She's a believer in, in the in the God system that the elves have. Um, we'll explore that more as we go. She is she's more passive than than violent uh, that comes a bit from her upbringing uh, and being so into their religion shall we say. Um, She's also very smart, uh, very loyal. But she has a tendency to be a bit reckless. Um, and then we'll 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 divulge more about her as we go. Uh, then we we move over to Divan, and he is he's a paladin. He's a hundred years old. And he is abnormally large for an elf. Uh, coming in at 6'8", 280. Um, very large elf.
1: Yeah, that's huge for an elf.
0: Yeah. Uh, if you like, want a visual reference, if any listeners have seen the Umbrella Academy, think of the big guy in that. Except an elf, um, he is. He is a protector. Uh, he is a non-believer in in the gods. Uh, he has a tendency to be very silent, but he's also unpredictable. He's also practical, and he's he's calculating in in the way that he puts things together and the way that he works out his problems and, and everything is for him is for the good of the party, which is him Skyvin, And finally we'll move on to Ray. She's a rogue, uh, 40 years of age, very, very small coming in at like three, six, about 40 pounds. And she is definitely weathered beyond her years, um, free-spirited, loyal as well, and not just a believer in her own species as gods, but she is a like a Renaissance kid, maybe. Uh, you know, she wants to believe in everything, and she wants knowledge and she's got this innocence about her that is like, would light up a room, shall we say. Uh, She's also a pretty vicious killer. (laughs) Um, When need be, right? Like, she's she's not the first one to jump up and say murder, but she won't shy away from it either. Um, and these all three of these this party is so so skyven skyvan their brother and sister and Ray is skyven's daughter and uh, these three have known pretty much nothing but a life of on the road for for quite some time as they're uh, they're searching for their their father, grandfather, and his name is Jareth. And why don't you, Ben, give us a little bit on on, on who Jareth is?
1: Yeah, I have uh, actually the little legend of Jareth written out here, <clears throat> uh, which is all everything, and it takes place before this story. It's kind of how this story kicks off. So, Jers was known for his wisdom and his kindness. He was fierce on the battlefield and even fiercer in court, debating with the elder council since he was 40 years old. That's young for an elf. He claimed his first victory on the battlefield at 50, and by the time he had reached 100, he was ready to take the throne, and he had practically been sitting on it for four years. Once he ascended, he made quick work of mending the relations with the other Elven nations, first with... Solastai, then with Merfolii, and finally with the isolated state of Quiesti. Being the bridge between these nations, his home nation of Hesquai uh, quickly became a trading hub for the four nations. Only it didn't stop there. While most elven nations tend to stay away from other races, Jareth was plagued by no such apprehensions. He opened the long closed gates to the rest of the races, Traded elven goods for new technologies from across Terresti. But even this was not enough for the Grand Merchant, as he was being referred to as now. He had his sights set even higher. There were rumors of another continent just out, of the, out to the west. Rumors quickly gave way to evidence just months after his 250th name day celebration. A human had washed onto the shores half-dead and waterlogged, they brought him into the palace after he uttered the warning. THE SHIPS! ON THEIR WAY! After a night of being coaxed back to life by the best druids in the land, he was granted an audience with Jareth. After what seemed an eternity, the two men emerged from his chambers. Never before had anyone seen Jareth with such a stern look upon his face. He made quick work of gathering the armies and making ready for his defense. The battle that ensued would be talked about for generations. At first, it seemed like they might counter this foreign armada, but it was merely the first wave. Twelve days of battle against their foe, which still has no name. His kingdom fell. Every man, woman, and child massacred, and Jareth has not been seen since.
0: That's a pretty grim, grim tale there uh, towards the end. Um, invading armies, kingdoms wiped out,
1: uh, and so you—you you three are is presumed to be the sole survivors of that event. Nobody else is really heard from.
0: Okay, and so the party we are we are looking for. For Jareth. I believe I said that already. Yeah. Um and how long have how long have we how long has this been going on? How long have we been on the road? Uh
1: about fifty or sorry, not about fifty, about like thirty years or so. So like Okay. Ray would have been a toddler, I guess, right when everything happened.
0: Okay. So then so, Ray is essentially grown up on the road. she knows nothing other than the road right um, whereas whereas divan and skyvin they they know what it was they remember a time when they were educated in in a school and and you know had beds to sleep in and and homes and protectors that weren't themselves so as we follow these three. Um, lots of adventures and a bunch of surprises await them.
1: Yeah, definitely. They should, uh, they've learned to be on their toes for sure.
0: Okay. So that's a, that's an overview of what we're going to do. Um, Uh, when should we just get in? Should we get into it a little, or yeah, what should we do? Here? Yeah,
1: we can do that if you'd like. Um, I'm gonna start them off. They've gotten a tip that somebody has some information for them about Jareth, and they're meeting him in a tavern in a small human settlement of Boggleton.
0: Boggleton.
1: Yeah. It's uh, built over top an old bob that they dried out to build the, the little town on. It's uh, mostly a human settlement, but uh, all races are welcome there. As with most human settlements, they seem to be the most accepting, being a fairly young race. Sorry, excuse the noises here. I'm just grabbing uh, some of the papers so I have them handy.
0: Okay. So our party makes our way to Boggleton. Uh, as we approach the tavern, um, skyven Skyvin will have a conversation with Diven with and with Ray uh, about this information as she, she sort of wants to to try to get this information on her own. Okay. So, uh, so Divan and Ray will not wait outside because Divan could never be out of, uh, visual distance of either of them. Um, so they will be in the tavern, but not with Ray or not with Skyven.
1: Okay, so they're, like, in a catch table in the corner or something. Yeah. Gotcha. So, you step into this tavern, and then you you notice that, uh, it's, uh, it, it reminds you of elven architecture. It seems like most of it is actually grown, and you realize that the whole tavern is actually one big tree. Um, you should note that uh, the bartender is a really old-looking dude, um, and he's got a bit of a uh, condition going on. He's uh, He suffered an injury while exploring back in his day, and uh, it resulted in a rare plant digging its roots into the side of his face, taking hold and attaching itself uh, to his body systems. Poor Brile was struck Forced to uh, ever nurture the elder tree sapling fused to his being, so this dude's got a big, like, sapling just jutting out of the side of his face.
0: Okay, we'll call him Plant Face.
1: Okay, his name is Bryle, if if you care.
0: Bryle. Yeah. Okay. All right. I think we'll make it a little bit more funny and just call him Plant. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so we enter the tavern and we see we see brile uh, as as so the so Diamond and Ray will just take up a seat or a booth or a table near the door okay right ready to make an escape if need be gotcha um do does the tavern require that they uh give up their weapons or anything they are they? Is their armament still with them? Yeah,
1: you're you're able to retain their weapons. Uh, they're not worried about that. It's people are in and out of this town all the time, so they don't have strict laws
0: like and that. The, the the vibe of the tavern is that of of what? Like what what type of vibe are we walking into?
2: Uh,
1: it's uh, think about like the scene in the Fellowship of the Ring when. They come into the tavern at Bree. It's a lot of humans. Uh, Everybody's just kind of in their own little groups. It seems like mostly regulars. Um, There are a couple of hooded or otherwise disguised figures around the tavern, but that's normal. There's a lot of people coming in and out of this town. So you're going to have some strange types. One that sticks out uh, is a creature that has wings and he's sitting at a table sort of in the middle of the tavern.
0: is the winged creature approachable? Is this, you You said that we got a tip that there uh some info about Jareth. Um, is, does, who knows about the tip? Who got the tip and how was the tip given?
1: So uh, a courier was just sent to find you and give you this letter. Uh, it, the letter gave no description as to who you were looking for just merely that the person had information that on Jareth and to meet them at this tavern on this specific day okay. So presumably only the the sender and the courier know
0: Is the courier present in the tavern? No. Was the cur- Do I have a visual description of the courier or
1: was uh, young... oh, he a
0: hooded figure? No,
1: he's a young, blonde human. Um, pretty fit. Looks like he does a lot of running, being a carrier. Young, fit human.
0: Okay. And he's blonde. Okay. So as as Divan and Ray take a seat close to the door in the tavern, Skyven uh well, she surveys the room being is that they have been on the road so long they're very wary of others so uh there will be no she's not going to ask the she's not going to ask plant face uh about the winged creature but what i will i want to i want to talk with plant face though as as skyvan and ask a few questions.
1: Okay, so let's role play that then. Hello, young elf.
2: What can I do for you?
0: Well, hello, sir. I've traveled far to come to this place. I'm wondering if there might be a courier about a young fit human with blonde hair.
2: Ah, yes. Uh, You've missed him by mere hours. He did leave something. He said that uh, an elf would ask for it.
1: He pulls out uh, a massive. It's a. Uh, it's just another letter. Okay.
0: Does Does Plant Face hand Sky the letter? I'm gonna. Well, he, I'm going to probably it
1: on the uh, counter in front of you.
0: Okay. Uh, for the audience i 'm going to sh- probably shorten sky into sky and dive into d uh, from time to time um, so so there's a letter on the table or on the counter the bar the, the bar yeah. we'll call it right uh, all right so sky will sky uh, sky reaches for it. Um, and picks it up. And then cordially says thank you to Plantface.
2: He nods, and if you need anything else, I'll be here behind the bar. How about
0: some food, barkeep?
2: Uh, how many are you feeding? Two.
0: And they have taken up they have taken up seat by the door right over there.
1: Ah,
2: well, I can have
0: and then i and then she points
1: to them. okay, he follows your your point and or the direction you're pointing, and he sees the two in the next to the door, and he nods and he says, uh,
2: five gold pieces, and I'll have two plates of food sent over,
0: five gold pieces you say, it shall be done okay, and she gives him five gold
1: pieces.
0: Gotcha. I'm guessing they have gold pieces on them.
1: Yeah, um, both okay. uh, Sky and D have like a couple hundred gold, and Ray's got like 50 gold pieces. Um, I don't use a silver-copper gold system. I just use gold, so it's just a flat currency.
0: And by a couple hundred, you, are we going to say that combined they have about 450 gold pieces? Yeah. Okay, and that's going to go down to four forty-five. Okay, I gotta gotta keep a running tally of my gold here. That's fair. Minus five, four forty-five. Okay, so so now that we have some food, going over to to D and Ray. Sky, before rejoining the party turns and says, Barkeep, can you tell me about the winged figure
2: in the middle here? Not much. Uh, He didn't give me his name ever. I didn't think to ask. He merely ordered a roast and said he was here to meet someone, sat down at that table. He's been here for about four hours now.
0: Splendid. After she receives the information, she gives the barkeep five more gold pieces.
1: He happily accepts it.
0: Says, thank you for the information. Please send one more plate of food to the table. He does. so, And then walks away.
1: Okay. You take the she note
0: approaches you. the winged... Yes, okay. I have the note in my hand. With the note in hand unopened, Sky approaches the winged creature in the middle and says to him, Hello. My name is Skyven. I understand you're here to meet someone. <clears throat> Would it happen to be an elf?
2: Yes, it is. And... <laughs> I am offended, Sky, that you do not recognize
1: me." And he pulls back his hood and reveals himself to be uh, a cobalt that used to be your protector when you were a young elf.
0: Before we get into the role play of this, how long is, would you say it's been since, I, since she has seen cobalt?: her?
1: Uh, About a century?
0: Plus a war. Plus a genocide. Plus the road.
1: Plus having a daughter.
0: Plus having a daughter. Okay. Sky, then, Sky jumps back in, in disbelief at who she sees in front of her. And she says, "Cobalt, my old protector. I thought you were dead.
2: Nay, I uh, have many more years to live, especially serving under my new lord. New lord? Yes, see, your father, when he took me out to find my original people, he found them, and we serve the lord dragon. He keeps us safe and we do our mining for him, ever growing his hoard. But our cousins, they have been enslaved and we need help to free them.
0: Is Is this why you've summoned me here?
2: Nay, I summoned you because my Lord can help you. He has information on the whereabouts of Jareth. He does. Yes, but I, Can, I tell you our predicament because I know my lord, and he will ask something of you in return. What, whatever
0: could it be? We are just a mere party of
2: yeah. three. I know not what he will ask, but I imagine it would be something to help our motives.
0: we are not warriors. There are no more of our kind. What I can't imagine what we could have that the dragon lord would want. Mm. Nevertheless, Cobalt, after we eat and when you are ready, we can accompany you to the lord dragon and hear him out. Is this
2: agreeable? Mm. It is a thought, but... We will need to spend many moons before we can make the journey. He sleeps now. Where does he sleep, Cobalt? Mm, He sleeps near Widow's Peak. I am not familiar with Widow's Peak, Cobalt. What is it? Where is it? Pull out your map and I shall show you.
1: So, like I said, we will post uh, a, an pull. image of the map.
0: And Sky pulls out her map, which is riddled with holes and not in great shape.
1: Okay. So, if you look at the map that I sent you, Jay, um, marker number one is Widow's Peak.
0: I'm not sure where I saved the photo.
1: Tasha, do you need me to send it to you again? Uh,
0: Yes, please. Sorry for our unprofessionalism here. This is our first time. Yeah,
1: this is our first time. I should
0: should say sorry for my unprofessionalism. Yeah, please, uh, Ben, send that to me.
1: Yeah, I'm sending a picture of it right now. This is my rough copy, so it's not the best. (laughs) Um, Also, if you want to reference in Jareth's journal any information about TIG, uh, the journal entries about him start at entry 12 and end at about Nineteen twenty.
0: Okay. Send me the journal okay. again as well. Okay. All right. So the audience doesn't know, but I know where we're. At. What peak What number did number you say? Number one. Number one. Oh, there it is. Okay.
1: Now, this is, my, this is an image of my copy of the map, so there are things on here that your characters wouldn't necessarily know are there. Uh, and if you have any questions about right. locations, ask me, and I'll let you know if you would know anything or not.
0: And where are we uh, in conjunction with Mark? You... Hello?
1: Yeah, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're at mark, marker number 24.
0: Okay. All right. So a yeah. good distance away.
1: That's probably about a week and a half's journey, especially getting up that mountain. Um, and he's All saying right. that you have many moons, so you've got a couple of months before that, before his Lord is ready to speak to you.
2: Okay. So we'll uh, Sorry, one more we'll thing
1: before we pull map. away from the map. 17 is okay. Hesquiae. That's where you, that's, that was the location of your kingdom. Yeah.
0: 17, you said? So we're yeah. bit a bit away from there, too. Next episode, everyone will have this uh, have this yeah, down a little it'll bit. It'll be better, more succinct. I um, um, also, uh, I think my AirPods are dying, so I might have to switch out here rather sooner than I thought. Uh, yours sound like they're dying too, because you cut out right there.
2: Hello?
0: You back? Okay. Now I can hear you. Yes, I'm here. All right. Sorry about that, everyone. A little bit of technical difficulty there. Uh, For anyone that cares, Ben is currently in the great state of Washington, and I am currently in the not-so-great state of Arizona. So... Uh, if we have any technical issues, uh, yeah, we right. both apologize for that. I'm he- heading
1: into stormy season, so there, I'm sure there will be a lot. Yeah.
0: Okay. okay, so where did we leave off? Uh, Cobalt said to to Sky that there would take many moons before we could visit. The,
1: yeah, his name is the Tig Dragon. By the way. And then we yeah T I G. Tig. TIG? Like, T. It.
0: Did you, uh, did you by any chance to get that
1: from? Uh, I did not. I actually got it from a book series where the main yeah. character is Twig, and I just dropped a W.
0: uh, uh Tig is a character from uh, a TV show, Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> He's a real sack of shit, too, in that show. Uh, Okay, so back to Cobalt telling telling Sky that it will take a long time to get there. Many moons. Lord, so Lord is so aware. That translates to months. Okay. Um, tell me, Cobalt, what shall we do in the meantime?
2: I suggest you. That you prepare for battle. Many beasts live upon Widow's Peak. Not all are friendly. What type of beasts?
0: What type of beasts will we encounter? Because we are.
2: this is why you must prepare. You must gain experience. We're... Test yourselves.
0: Hmm. You say, test ourselves,
2: Cobalt. Do
0: you not know? What I can only assume,
2: through? as I was not there.
0: Your assumptions cannot be accurate. You have. You cannot understand the atrocities that we have seen,
2: what we have been through.
0: Yet you tell us to prepare to be warriors. Yes
2: for if you are to find jareth you must become warriors this does
0: not feel like the way Cobalt. this does not feel like what you would have taught me all but as you say
2: this was all those years ago the times have changed little one How large
1: um he's probably a little bit his actual head height is probably shorter than uh, than d, but his wings are definitely taller than d yeah, he's really large so for cobalt most of the time cobalts would be about sky's height and they wouldn't have wings, which is a special thing about certain cobalts. Okay.
0: Tell me, cobalt. During this preparation to become warriors that you say we must engage in, who will teach us?
2: Nay, How will it be you. The gods will test you. I am merely here as a guide. So
0: you will guide us. I will guide you in your actions,
2: but your path you must find on your own.
0: Cobalt, I think you know that I know the path that we are on. What path would you... What path is it that you speak of?
2: I mean the path in which you choose to walk. Which way shall we go? What decisions will you make I am merely an advisor
0: then advise me Tobalt. where shall I take my brother where shall I take my child
2: there are many things you could do I suggest testing your skills in combat taking something light from the bounty board maybe
0: Yes, that is. That is a good. That sounds good. It also sounds a bit dangerous. It may be. Always. Will you be there with us, Cobalt? i In the flesh, or will you just direct? Nay. Us to these
2: In the flesh. Mission. And I will die for you, mm-hmm. as I am sworn to. I see. I see.
0: Then we shall take something easy from the board.
2: We'll start small and work our way up. Does this agree? As you decide, your majesty. I could not resist. Do not call me that here.
0: You must resist. We are not royal, nor have we ever been royal. We are wayward travelers whose home has been destroyed by
2: untold hordes of
0: what I would call... Ah, yes,
1: but
2: this is a temporary situation. I believe that you can restore the might of your kingdom...
0: Light of my kingdom. Hmm. Shall we go to the board, Cobalt, and select a select a bounty? Just lead so the way. Okay. So. Uh,
1: okay, on there you can see a couple of point. listings. Um, <clears throat> the first is uh, there are three missing. Human children, uh, their fathers posted the bounty that went missing about a week ago, from the, given from the date on the, on the posting. Um, it's conventional that when you're taking a quest, you remove the, the listing from the bounty board, so nobody has taken this yet. Um, you also see that there's a, a thief that is looking to hire some muscle to help her get through an ancient dungeon um she's offering a pretty hefty bonus for anybody that can help her do it uh, and a big cut of the loot um there's another listing of a bunch of farmers that have gotten together to hire somebody to kill some goblins that have been attacking their cattle and stealing from them and there's another one that uh it's notable that it's Made on some very nice paper. And it's an old elf who claims to be a collector and he's looking for adventurers to go and seek out a legendary sword for him.
0: Okay. Hmm. So at this point, Sky calls for Ray. To join her at the bounty board. Okay. With Cobalt. Okay. Ray, my dear, come to the board with me. And Ray gets up from her seat. And walks over to Sky. And says, yes, mother. What is it? To which Sky responds, "This is my old friend Cobalt. He was my protector for many, many years." He says that his dragon lord has information on jerith but it will be many moons until we can see the dragon lord. And now we must become warriors. And when Sky says warriors, Ray's eyes light up. You can t- it's visible that she's excited about the proposition, and she says, "Oh, mommy, tell me, tell me what we must do." And Sky says, "You must pick one of these bounties. Which, which do you feel we could accomplish the easiest?" And Ray looks and she says, Human kids, mother, we must rescue the human kids. To which Sky responds with, Splendid. That's the one we will take. And removes the listing from the bounty board.
1: All right, excellent. So, also on that listing, on the back of it, you find directions on where to find the father, and so that he can give you more information.
0: Okay. Is the uh, the father is he in the yeah? He's he got a local? shop here in the town. Uh, okay. So. So Sky sits back down. With D and Ray, and will Cobalt join them at the table? He, he now? he'll
1: do whatever you tell him to do.
0: Okay, so Cobalt will join. So now the party is four of them. Um, Ray is very elated. They're going to go save some, you know, some kids. She tells D about it, and. He is very happy as well. Uh, says nothing. Says nothing to Cobalt. Doesn't say anything to Sky either. Just Ray. You know, he just basically grins and gotcha. nods to Ray. And at this point, I would say uh, they set out for... Uh, for this all right you step
1: shop. out into the cobblestone streets and you make your way to the uh, to like the merchant area of the town <clears throat> and that's this is where you'll find the father's shop it's a It's a little like the best way I could describe it is like a pawn shop it's It's not even worth calling a general goods store. It's just got a bunch of random things and it's in. It's in complete disarray. It looks, looks to be there's no organization in this shop. Uh, sitting behind the counter is um, uh, an old older human. He's, he looks to be middle-aged. He definitely, if he was the father, he had them late in life. And His hair is disheveled, and he looks like he hasn't slept in a while. Yeah.
0: So he looks ragged. So Sky tells Cobalt to wait outside, and Sky, D and Ray okay, enter the shop. Ray walks up to the counter, presents the listing, and says, "Please, sir." Give us more information on these missing human
1: kids. Oh, thank the gods you're really going to take this quest. Oh, it's been a week and no one's ever come up to me.
0: Well, today's your lucky day, sir.
1: Well, all I can tell you is that these these little furry bastards came out of nowhere one night while I was out behind the shunt. Me and the girl, you know, we were just closing things up. They came out of nowhere and grabbed them. They we were screaming and everything. Went right around the corner before I could even draw my sword or nothing. They just disappeared. Haven't seen them since. There's nowhere they could have gone.
0: Little furry I, bastards. You you know, like a
1: rat, but it was the size of a dog, so how can it be?
0: Hmm mommy ray calls for her mom Mm -hmm. and sky comes to the counter d is sort of he looks like he's looking around but all he's really doing is making sure nothing happens he's close to the door he's got his protector vibe going Sky says to the, the man behind the counter, Good sir, please let oh, me have My your name.
1: name's Garrick.
0: Garrick. My name is Skyven. This is my daughter Ray. And the big fella over there. He's my brother. His name is Divin. We've accepted this quest, this bounty. To find these three missing children, what can you tell me about Well,
1: them? the oldest one's name is Charity, and she's a bit mouthy and probably uh, probably prone to start the fight. Uh, she's a little bit more brave than, than does her good. Uh, the middle one's name is Hope, and uh, she's just a sweet little angel, never gets into trouble at all. And the littlest one, her name is Dairy, And, well, I can't tell you much because she's just a toddler, but she's got a beaming little smile.
0: Mr. Garrick, please tell me about the reward for returning.
1: I I don't have much as far as coin goes I can offer you. Everything I've got is is only fifteen hundred, uh, but you can take anything you like from the shop.
0: Tell me, Mister Garrick, do you know the name Jareth?
1: No, not uh, nothing rings a bell. Oh wait, maybe isn't that? Um, he was that elf king of that uh, that kingdom that fell all those years ago, yeah. Think of hers of him.
0: Yes, 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 Mr. Garrick. He was an elf king.
1: I the am, That's what golden
0: Tell me, Mr. Garrick. You paused when I asked about Jareth.
1: Why I will have a think of it. I haven't heard that story since I was a wee child. You know, I don't think. My gran was even alive for that. Let's
0: see. Where were these children last like seen? Like I
1: said, uh, my girls were last seen right here behind the shop. Those little fur backwards came out of nowhere and went around behind the corner the with them.
0: And you didn't seem fit to give chase. I had. By the time help. I gave
1: chase around the corner, they were gone, just disappeared. And I started yelling for help. Oh, please, God, dear, anybody, and my girls, my girls, you know. And the, the town guard eventually came. but Nobody could find them anywhere. I. The it's just a little militia of volunteers. Uh,
0: Let's see. So basically, the town guard is worthless. Is I well, saying.
1: the ones that they're sober are pretty good.
0: Sober guards.
1: That's I. They shake you down less.
0: No, Mister Garrick. My brother and my daughter and I. We accept this bounty, this quest. We will return these these oh, children thank to you. The guns. Give us some
2: time.